Merry Christmas, everybody. I'm uh, sitting right in front of the birthday boy right now in Eucharistic Adoration, and <laughs> it is just so awesome and such a, an incredible gift that he has given us and continues to show us his infinite love for us. And so today, on this day that we celebrate the birth of our Lord and Savior, I'm praying and thanksgiving, first of all, for each and every one of you and for your families that out of the Father's heart, he knew you before you even existed, that you were created out of nothing but his perfect love. Out of his perfect love, you were created, and you were created for that perfect love, that you exist for an awesome purpose. And I'm just praying in thanksgiving that you are here, that you exist, and out of his perfect love is that the reason, that is the reason that you exist and that you are here, and it is for that love. And he wants you to feel that love, joy, and peace. So, Secondly, I'm praying for you and your families to feel that love, joy, and peace that God so desperately wants to give you that he even went to the measures of the Son of God and the fullness of, of God. He became a little tiny infant. The fullness of the Son of God became an infant just for you. He entered into the fullness of our humanity, our darkness, our brokenness, our failures, and he wants to restore our humanity. He wants to lift our humanity up into the divinity. He wants us to share into, in his divine nature so bad that he entered into the fullness of our human nature, that he became a little infant. And that little infant over 2,000 years ago, was his name was Jesus, our Lord and Savior. And so I pray that you feel that love, joy, and peace in your, fam- in your family, in your relationships, and, and in your heart and your mind, that you give it all to Jesus. I just invite you to pray when you don't feel that peace. Just all you have to say is, Jesus, grant me your peace. Or maybe even saying the name of Jesus will give you that peace because that is a powerful name. And in the prophets, they prophesied that the Messiah would be called the Prince of Peace. And Prophet Micah, he says, he will be peace. And Jesus is peace. His kingdom is peace. And peace is not an absence of something bad. It's actually a word that means wholeness. Shalom is the Hebrew word for peace, and that is the peace of Jesus. He was so aware of that peace that even in the stormy, rocky waters in in Peter's boat, he was sleeping because he was so aware of his own kingdom, which is peace. And he wants us to feel that. And he wants to level the waters He wants the storms and the wind of our lives to be calmed. And so all we need to do is hand it over to the Prince of Peace, and he will grant you the peace himself. And so that shalom, peace, means wholeness, mind, body, soul, spirit, everything that encompasses you and your life. He wants to give you that peace. Peace I give you, my peace I leave with you, not as the world gives, I give. So Jesus' peace is perfect, and he longs to give it to you so desperately that he became an infant. So I was prompted by the Lord to just share a little, almost like a catechesis a little bit on just the meaning of what all this encompasses, that God became human. So obviously, like I said, he came to redeem us, and he entered into the fullness of our humanity. But just in that picture alone of the birth of the Messiah, the fullness of the Son of God, incarnate in human flesh, born of a virgin. He is the long-awaited Messiah, for one. So God was looking desperately for a worthy vessel to receive the Word of God. 
the word of God is Jesus Christ. And he finally found that perfect vessel in Mary. She was the fulfillment of the virgin daughter Zion. She was the fulfillment of Israel. And she is the perfect image for all of us that we are full of grace our entire lives, that we don't even taste sin, and that we are so uh, just caught up with God into his will that we can receive purely the word of God, Jesus Christ, into our hearts. And she received Jesus Christ in her womb. And so just as the prophet Isaiah said that the virgin will give birth to a son and his name will be Emmanuel, God is with us. It is that just like in the book of Matthew, the gospel of Matthew or Luke, that points out that fulfillment because the virgin daughter of God, the virgin daughter Zion, Mary, she gave birth to Jesus, God. She is the mother of God. She became the mother of the Messiah. And the Messiah lays as a little infant in that manger. And so Jesus was born in Bethlehem. In Hebrew, that means the house of bread. In Arabic, it means the house of flesh or the house of meat. And he was born in a manger, which in French means to eat. Manger was a feeding trough for animals. So God became flesh. From the very beginning, he came so that his flesh would be food and life for the world. And Jesus, so we see fulfillments and also uh, foreshadowings of what Jesus came to do. In John 6, he says, I am the bread of life. And right here at the picture of Mary and Joseph with the baby Jesus in the manger, we see that he is the bread of life. He came to feed the world of God himself, was going to feed the human race, to lift us up into his divinity. And then not only that, but the the three magi, they followed the star to Bethlehem and they found the Messiah incarnate in the baby Jesus and the infant Jesus held by Mary and they fell down and worshipped the infant Jesus. He was fully God in his entire humanity from the time of his conception to the time of his death on the cross and he resurrected that humanity um, on his resurrection. And they gave, these magi, they gave him three gifts because they knew he was the Messiah. They gave him frankincense, which was used in worship. They worshiped Jesus, even as an infant. They gave him uh, myrrh because it was the oil to anoint the dead. And that's just specifically what Jesus came to do was to die, to give life to the world. And they gave him gold because he was a king and he deserves the absolute best. And because of that, the ramifications of all of that, it points the Magi realized that he was the Messiah and the Messiah came to give the, his flesh to the world. He was going to be the bread of life. So that was even revealed to, to the world as Jesus laid in the manger in Bethlehem. So he was in, born in the house of bread or the house of flesh in a manger, which was, means to eat. And then in John 6, Jesus tells us to eat the, eat the flesh of the Son of Man. And then he gives his life on the cross and that is fulfilled and gives power and life to the sacraments. And that's how he gives us himself today and the eternal covenant and the Holy Eucharist, which he instituted on Holy Thursday. And so my third prayer for all of you is that you come to Jesus in the Eucharist and eat the bread of life that Jesus has longed to give you.
is the bread of life, Jesus himself waiting for you in the Eucharist. So every single time you come to a Catholic Mass, which that's where the term Christmas comes from, is in the 1100s, which meant Christ's Mass. It was the Mass that we celebrated Christ's birth. And so every single time you come to the Catholic Mass, you receive the bread of life himself, Jesus Christ. And on this day, he reveals himself as the bread of life, incarnate, God, fully God, fully man, even as an infant in the manger to give life to the world. He is the bread of life and he is waiting to give you everlasting life to raise you up on the last day by, for you, by you consuming the flesh of the Son of Man because his food is true food and his blood is true drink. And I'm praying for you all. God bless.